Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the Gone Bridge podcast. My name is Andrew Gardner, here with Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? Fired up today, boys. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Could not be better. Could not be better. This is awesome. A little day after Christmas action. Before we start, I got one thing to say. How have we, as humans, not evolved to the, like, to the point where wisdom teeth are just obsolete? Like... They have been a problem for humans for so long. How are we still dealing with this problem? I think the problem is that we just keep taking them out. You know, we don't let the people that don't need to get them taken out, you know, just uh, deal with it on their own. We just got to let people die off because of wisdom teeth. And then it's just survival of the fittest year. Wisdom teeth are cowards. I only bring this up because I had mine out on Monday and uh, it sucked. But also when I was super high, I was griping about the Red Sox not signing anybody so if that doesn't tell you anything about my fandom I don't know what will but Haim I need to I need you to start making some moves because uh even when I was completely out of it I was like you got to do something buddy Gardner how many downloads does this episode need to get for us to release the video of you uh, complaining Ooh. about high and bloom not signing anybody it's a good question see the thing is is that for everybody listening i didn't even show the two other guys the video because it's that bad like it's really bad but no i did show you did yeah, i yeah, I, yeah no. Really no i showed you i showed you i showed you but i was like we can't i'm not releasing this anywhere um if this episode gets 500 downloads in the first two weeks i will post the video on our twitter page of me talking about the Red Sox needing starting pitching. So make it happen, people. Go down. Gardner, high off of uh, some dentist gas, complaining about Chain Bloom not signing any pitchers. Please share the podcast. Gardner, um, how, how'd, you, uh, how'd you enjoy the Raffi diet the last couple of days? Ice cream and mashed potatoes. It was unbelievable. Um, I had a lot of strawberry ice cream. That stuff is so good. Um, thankfully I was able to finally eat some solid food on Christmas. That was, that was great. Um, but the the Raffi diet's undefeated. I feel like I could hit a couple 400 foot bombs right now. Um, Yeah. Just pure sugar, a lot of milk, a lot of butter fat, um, really just bulky up. And, uh, that's about it. You know, it it works for him. I think it might work for me too. He's not putting gas in the Ferrari. He's putting strawberry ice cream. (laughs) <laughs> strawberry ice cream listen i mean devers loves his ice cream i, I what do you guys think is his flavor of choices i, I really i, I would have to say i would have to say strawberry i think i think he's a strawberry guy he's a kid I mean, at heart i mean yeah. vanilla and chocolate are too like bland and he's not gonna like go out and venture to anything like fancy i feel like strawberry's gotta be the choice no i think that's where you're wrong Clausen. i think he's a huge ben and jerry's guy he loves uh like that uh that texture that they bring to the table I think he's like a Rocky Road guy. He's from you know, like, where's he from though? Dominican? He's from the DR? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they have Ben and Jerry's down in the DR. Well, he lives in America now. <laughs> well, I mean, how long has he lived in America though? He was born in the DR. I don't know. A while? Had to come up yes. through the movies and stuff. He definitely knows. He's lived here long enough to know what Ben and Jerry's is. I hope so. You know who's I, a- Actually, I hope not. If he finds out what Ben and Jerry's is. It's game over. It's game over. It's game it's, over. He's it's going game like over. Sandoval. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Red Sox third baseman have a curse. You know, there's a big Ben and Jerry's guys, Jackie Bradley Jr. Like, really? 
I remember, I think it was 2018 or 2019. It was like every night after a game, he would post on his Instagram story, like a pint of Cherry Garcia. I was like, how is this guy like still like athletic? In fact, I think in the off season, he like tweeted out, he's like, I'm out of Ben and Jerry's. Can I meet up a fan somewhere to like grab me some? And some guy just like met him in a Walmart parking lot and delivered him ice cream. He couldn't do it himself. I guess not. He was probably afraid of getting mobbed in a Walmart. Probably. That's like a drug deal. Who knows? That goes back to uh, last week where would we recognize JBJ buying Ben and Jerry's at Walmart if we happen to be there? Probably not. No, probably not. I don't think I would either. That's okay. Um, He's probably not going to be in Boston for that much longer. Anyways, moving on. We've got a sweet segment for you guys. Um, Happy holidays to our listeners. Uh, We were thinking it's been a very slow news week for the Red Sox. What are we going to talk about? With that being said, it's the season of giving, and no one was more generous than Red Sox pitching this year. They love giving up runs. They love giving up home runs. So our notes guy and stats guy, Alex Clausen, compiled a list of the 15 most generous performances of the year. Um, you'll, you're going to find a few familiar faces. The, the Red Sox had like a couple guys. They come into Boston. They're like, hey, we're going to be generous. And uh, we're just going to run through this list and, and talk about the biggest gift givers on the Red Sox in 2020. So I, I want to point something out. I didn't choose to do the top 15. I chose to do who allowed five earned runs or more. So the fact that I was able to get 15 together is pretty embarrassing. Um, you want me to kick it off just from the start? Go for it. Yeah. All right. So I actually kind of, all right. So I went off the, went off my rules a little bit here. The first couple, I guess I have two that were four earned runs. So in the first series, uh, Martin Perez versus the Orioles, six earned runs, four innings. Tough. Generous. Very generous. Very, Very generous. generous. Uh, then we had Weber versus the Orioles. Same series, I think. Three innings, six turn runs. That's pretty bad. Very Ryan generous. Weber. No, that's great. These guys, you know, they were looking deep in their heart and said, I'm going to gift all of these Orioles players some runs. They've had a rough last couple of years. You know, let's, uh, let's just groove them some fastballs. Didn't the and Red Sox? Here we are. Yeah, three innings, they, six innings. They won the first game in that series, what, like 13 to two on opening day? And I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah, they were fired up. And, and then they were like, that. and then they were like, all right, it's my kick them time. You guys don't don't know what you're coming for. Yeah, Gardner, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. There Mike Kickham is. is next on my list. <laughs> two in versus the Marlins, two innings, six earned runs. Charitable. Especially Maybe a little against, too generous on that one. Especially against a playoff Miami Marlins team, I mean. I guess you can't blame – if they were a playoff team, That's it turns out to be not so bad. Um, and then our next guy on the list, he's going to be a fan favorite here. Familiar face on this list. Matt Hall. Matt Hall, the Rays. yeah. This is – all right, this one's not too bad. Two innings, four runs. He didn't get – he, he wasn't giving out too much. It's two innings. It's pretty two bad. innings. That's tough. All right, and then this one was pretty bad. So Matt Hall versus the Blue Jays. He didn't complete two innings. He went 1.2 innings, six earned runs. So the thing that really drove me nuts about this game, I was watching the highlights last night. Red Sox scored eight runs that game. That's on the pitching staff. If you score eight runs in a game, you should not be losing the game. That's embarrassing. You're giving your pitcher an opportunity to succeed, and they literally just have to uh, perform at league average if you have eight runs of run support. That's embarrassing. 
It really is embarrassing, honestly. But you know, I won't say it's embarrassing. That they were feeling very generous that day. Very generous. The word embarrassing will not be tossed around during this segment. No. And then the other the other thing I want to add about this game, they needed seven pitches to get through the game. Ron Renicky was feeling <laughs> very generous with that bullpen phone. Thank goodness we had an expanded roster this year. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, so moving on, our friend Kyle Hart here against the Braves, two innings, six earned runs. Like six earned runs, as we seems to be kind of the trend. You know, two innings, six earned. That's kind of a lot. Can I say um, one thing about Kyle on Hart Perez again? I was, yeah. I don't like Kyle Hart at all. I think that he's really bad pitcher, and you're gonna get to one of his other um, performances here in a little bit. Um, but I just remember uh, once you get to this point. Actually, I'll, I'll just wait till you get to it, and then I'll speak about that game because I was miserable watching it. All right. So Martin Perez, again, I was a little surprised to see him on here. Against the Nationals, four innings, six earned. I mean, that's just it's a generous start. Renicky let him go a couple innings. He allowed a couple runs. That's just a generous start. That was a long leash, that game. That's a long leash. Um, and then this one wasn't necessarily on anybody, but they lost 13-6 to six to the Phillies, so – Again, you know, six earned runs should be enough to win the game. And again, they needed seven pitches to get through the game. So just a very generous performance again by Renneke. He was generous with that bullpen phone. And then the pitchers gave it right back to him. It was seven just of the Red Sox pitchers actually equal like one league average pitcher last year. Talent like any average team needs like three, four pitches to get through the game. No, Red Sox need seven. Next man up. Nathan Avaldi, I was um, I, I was surprised it took this long for him to get on this list. This one was pretty bad though. Against the Yankees, five innings, eight earned runs. He just got shelled. Now you know, excuse me, he didn't get shelled. He was feeling generous against the Yankees. He wanted to see what they could do. I'd like to see the uh, box report on that uh, game because I want to know if his eight earned runs occurred like later in these five innings. Cause five innings is a long time to go for if you're letting up eight runs. Yeah. I mean, I can pull it up if you want to pull it up now. Um, I can look it up, see what we got, but earned runs is a little bit of a tough stat. Cause uh, it passes over. You know what I mean? Like if they let, if they leave with the bases, bases loaded and then yeah, they let four I in. Trust, if I'm Nathan of I'm not trusting the Red Sox bullpen to make sure I don't get a couple more earned runs tacked onto my stat sheet after I leave two guys on. Nathan Avaldi deserves better. We're paying this guy how much money? Like eighty eighty million dollars. Eighty million dollars. Yeah, or as Steve said, I think a billion. Yeah. <laughs> Far too much. <laughs> this um what's it called? Yeah, there, there were just way too many performances this year of just horrible play, a lot of runs given up. And the more I look at the 2020 like results from the pitchers, I just am like, we in a 60-game season, we put this many guys out in the mound, and they all did this bad. It, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah, they didn't need a special holiday. It didn't need to be December 25th to feel like they needed to give some uh, some gifts to the rest of the league after Christmas every day we did really well and we wanted to pay it forward. So no wonder Verdugo was so happy. It was Christmas every day in that locker room. Yeah. 
They were just handing it out. All right. So I think what we're about to get here or get to here is the uh, what day was it? August. Uh, why can I not find it now? August 13th against the Tampa Bay Rays. The Red Sox lost 17 to 8. And let's see here. Looking at the box score. So I actually have two pitches from this, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There were uh, Kyle Hart and Marcus Walden, correct? I don't know how many pitches they needed to get through the game, but I imagine it was quite a few. Yeah, they were. So, uh, s- well, all right. We'll put it this way. There were uh, seven players who appeared on the mound this game. However, I think only five of them could be classified as pitchers. Um, and I think the last inning, yeah, Kevin Ploiecki pitched and Zue Lin caught. So if that doesn't sum up this oh, game, yeah. I don't know what does. Um, but Clawson, take it away on the stat line for Hart. So I want to kick. Well, so I want before we back it up, I want to kick it off and say the Red Sox again scored eight runs that game. That should be plenty. I mean, I know the Rays are good, but eight runs should, should point you should be able to seal the deal here. <laughs> Um, so Kyle Hart, two innings, five earned runs. That's uh, that's not that's giving. This that's was just, the game. Is that good? It's is not. That good? It's not good, Steve. It's no, actually. It's, it's considered um bad. Two two innings, five earned runs, not good. See, consider if, it charitable. It, here's the it, well. Yes. Uh, if I'm I'll Alex Cora, taxes. Yeah. If I'm Alex Cora, and I watch that happen, I'm probably gonna turn. Actually, Alex Cora wasn't there. If I'm Ron Renneke and I, I see that, I turn to my bench coach and go, hey, that's not very good. No, that's not good. We should do something about that. We should do something about that. Maybe we should not get good. some players that are good. I watched Kyle Hart pitch this game on TV, and I literally died inside. He couldn't – I think he threw at one point like 12 straight balls. It was so bad. I was like, what am I spending my middle of August day – I think it was a day game, like beautiful day. I was like, why am I watching this game? This sucks. Imagine that game was like in person. You spent all that money on Fenway tickets. If you oh watch gosh. Kyle Hart throw 12 balls in a row. Family no girl could ever break your heart like the Red Sox pitching staff. No, no. Mm-mm. So moving on later in the game, sometime later, they put in Marcus Walden, and he, oh boy, didn't record a single out and allowed six earned runs. <laughs> Here's the thing is that Marcus Walden was actually one of our better pitchers last year. Um, and I think this game really inflated his stat line. <laughs> he was pretty good in 2019 too. He, he's honestly not a bad piece. And last week we talked about guys who are going to be in the bullpen next year. And I, you know, I didn't bring up Walden, but he's probably going to be one of them. Uh, he was really bad this game. And, uh, but overall, not a horrible pitcher. He was just feeling generous that one day. Just feeling generous. Um, all right, so moving on. Actually, hold on. Race. I got I got oh, one God. more thing to say on that game. Sorry. Um, I don't know if you guys remember too, Jose Peraza. The reason why he didn't finish pitching was because he got hit by a comebacker and got hurt in that game. I don't uh, remember that. I so they, that. they went from Peraza to Plawecki, which was just just. I mean, Plawecki is like the Swiss Army knife here. Listen, Ploiecki. He's one of those like utility guys. I need Ploiecki on the team for the next ten years. I kind of lit it up last year. Yeah, he was great. Bring Brock Holt back. I would trade Ploiecki for Holt in a second. For the I culture, would, I would bring him Brock back. Holt's pitch before. Also, Brock Holt did, did pitch Brock before. Holt all nine positions on the field. I think so. I think so. Yeah, you could put him in the bullpen. Brock Holt's just Mister Utility. He's unbelievable. 
Anyways, only second right. in history. It's a fact. Yeah, Brock holds a tank. Uh-huh. Never forget he was an all star. He didn't get enough attention for that. Him for the cycle line was an all star. Nobody cared. Never forget. What, Never forget. 2015. I remember watching ESPN the next day, and like anybody else hits for the cycle, they freak out. I think they mentioned it once. ESPN hates ESPN hates the Red Sox. Apparently. Um, all right, so moving on. Zach Godley. This guy must have had, I don't even know who this is. He, might have, he must have had a, a layover in Boston or something. He needed to kill a couple hours. I have no idea who this guy is. I really don't. I've never heard this name before. Well, Steve, you're going to be glad to hear he's quite the generous guy. In three innings, he allowed eight earned runs. <laughs> wow, that's one of the most generous performances on this list. I would believe that he actually had a layover in Boston and they needed somebody to fill in the bullpen. Dude, yeah. He was literally just like eating a hot dog, walking down Yaki Way. And they were like, hey, man, you got like, I don't know, an hour to kill? Sure. Let up some runs. There we go. Um, All right, so the next two entries on the list are our good friend Matt Hall, both against the Yankees. I think they're in the same series. Why they let this guy in, I don't know. Two innings for both, five earned runs. So, Boston, you sure you just didn't accidentally copy and paste this – this performance twice you know i was thinking that just now i definitely could have but at the same time i also don't want to check myself because there's a very good chance that matt hall did this twice i really i believe it either way honestly i would too i think your finger slipped but it wouldn't surprise me either way i respect the consistency and then our all the yankees two innings five er twice in a row so it's just you got to go back to the dugout and get a high five there that's just (laughs) consistency yeah, so you know, you know what you're getting from Hall Pass. <laughs> two oh. innings, five earned. Oh, Hall you got, Pass! You get a six-run cushion and two innings left in the game. Throwing Matt Hall. <laughs> Brutal. All right, last entry on the list. Another guy who I've never heard of, Jeff Springs. Jeff Springs. Oh, <laughs> the legend of Jeff Springs. So he had he, he made it. Springs. He made it an inning and an out. So one point one innings, five earned runs. Again, I don't know what to say. Sponsored by the Jimmy Fund on this one. Apparently. Can we get our graphics department on that? Make a, uh, a Jeffrey Springs Poland Spring water bottle? Yeah, That's actually, I'll get I like right that. on that. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. You know what the Red Sox should have done? I, I, uh, I don't know if they still do it, but every time they uh, hit a home run, they give like certain amount of money to, I think it's Boston Children's or the so. Jimmy Fund Probably. or something. They should have done it the other way around. Every time, Every they, time they allow a home run, they give right. that much more money to the Jimmy Fund. Yeah. I, think, I mean, yeah, we're a generous team, but we would literally be bankrupt by like <laughs> the 20th game of the season. So, so I also, so I, when I was compiling these, I pulled together a couple extra stats. So you can, you can do the math on how much we're giving to the Jimmy Fund here. So Sox love the long ball, they allowed 98 home runs in this 60-game stretch. 98. I don't think that's very good. Wait, it's not good? It's not I good. mean, in terms of generosity, you can't get much worse. You there can't get you much go. better than that. Listen, flip the tail. We never want to look at it from the negative. We're positive no. guys here. Come on. And then I also – so I want to flip it around and just show you that the Sox offense, which was fairly good, hit 81 home runs. Not bad. In that uh, stretch? In that same stretch, those same 60 games. All right. Well, they can work with that. I mean, it's that's not bad. The moral really of the story good. 
is if the Red Sox get even serviceable pitchers, like guys that have are familiar with a baseball, I think we will be fine. Who was it? Um, who was the guy who they signed last year? Well, there were two guys. Um, first of all, Dylan Covey, they brought in from Tampa. I think he had the worst ERA of any pitcher in MLB history, minimum. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 150 innings pitched. Like, 150 innings pitched for a bullpen pitcher is like a lot. two good full seasons of like 70 appearances. This guy was the worst of anybody you have guys with like ancient names back in the early 1900s they were better than dylan covey also uh one of our very yeah, the gen- numbers up Gardner. of covey yeah because i think i have somebody who's worse uh i was gonna i was gonna then talk about mike kickham who hadn't pitched in six years where the hell did this guy come from he last appeared for the Giants in 2014. And let me tell you, the Giants in 2014 were still a good team. They were in the midst of their dynasty, three championships in five years. And Mike Kickham was pitching for them. And was then, he any good? Um, we'll just say he was generous, generous to the fact of a 22 ERA in two games. However, he was still there. He couldn't have been that good considering he took a six-year leave of absence before we picked him up. I, we, don't, we don't know what happened. He could have gone to war like Ted Williams. He could have. All right, I, you're right. I legitimately, I legitimately think Haim found him on the side of the road, and he was like, hey, like I know what a baseball is. And Haim was like, dude, the Red Sox have a game tonight. You want to pitch? Little pitch for food. <laughs> Literally. I mean, he started, he started two games for us. Not only did he play in six, he came out of the dugout and was the first man called on twice this year. That is wild. Do you guys right. remember, I don't know how many years ago it was, but Brian Johnson on, I think it was Memorial Day or Veterans Day, um, he pitched a complete game shutout, and then they – like 45 minutes later, sent him back down to AAA. <laughs> yeah. They were like, hey, thanks for that pitching performance. It was great. Like, we know that you overcome a lot of adversity adversity with your, like, anxiety. Um, have Let's fun in AAA. More. <laughs> He's like, and the, the worst thing about it is he wasn't even getting sent to Worcester. He was going to Pawtucket. Hey, Pawtucket's a beautiful city. Listen, it's not comparable to the Woo Sox, though. What is BJ up to these days? I feel can – I, can I just say, I feel so bad for BJ. He deserved none of that. I mean, you cannot tell me that some of these guys were better than BJ. They said they didn't have a spot on the team for him last year. Like, that's ridiculous. That's just not true. That's not true at all. Yeah, well, they had a space for Jeff Springs on the team. They yeah. have a space for anybody on the team. The other guy I wanted to bring up because I just found this story the other day, uh, which I had forgotten about from over the summer. You guys remember Robert Stock? No, should I? No. However, hilarious story with him and his wife. So this guy legitimately looks like he um, like pumps gas on the mass pike. Like you pull off to a gas station and Robert Stock is your guy. So this guy, I don't think he, he didn't pitch much for the Sox last year. However, some person on Twitter tweeted, I implore you all to put on the Red Sox games. They have this dude, Robert Stock, pitching, and he looks like he's twice divorced and completely given up on life. I can't stop watching him. It's transfixing. And then his wife um, 
responded and was like, listen, like I'm married to him, but if he keeps walking guys, I'm going to file for divorce. Oh my God. And they, then this guy and his wife, like had like this nice exchange, hilarious. But the fact that, I mean, the Red Sox wives are getting in on this. It's, that's tough. That's tough. I don't know about you guys, but the entire last season, I'd be like, ah, oh, Sox are on today. Let's go. I would turn them on, maybe make it as far as the starting pitcher does, like 2.2. And Couldn't then do it. I would check out. Just I'm out of there. No, thank Hard you. Hard baseball to watch. It's tough. Um, speaking of also being charitable, I don't know if you guys remember the – I don't know if they did it this year. Probably not. Uh, 99 Restaurant used to do a thing where it's like the Red Sox went at home, kids eat free. Yeah. And I used to – the Red oh, Sox – I abused that. <laughs> I just remember seeing – I think it was 2019. Yankees fans were absolutely – like they got a hold of that and they were dogging us. Anytime we'd lose at home, they were like, oh, no, the kids in Boston are going hungry. Like, They're going to <laughs> So funny. Um, yeah, they're, they're, 2013, not 2012, but like 2013, I was abusing that. 99 restaurant almost went out of business just single-handedly because of me. 99 restaurant is yeah. The, the, the kids, the Sox fans that are kids are really hurting this year because we don't have Mookie, so we're not getting free tacos. And then they didn't win very many games, so we're not going to 99 for free. So, I mean, the kids of Boston are going hungry. We need you. The only thing Sox fans really have hope for is – somebody gets lucky and hits that baseball on the Jordan's furniture sign and all like the furniture bought from Jordan's furniture that year is now free. I read, I read something that, that. uh, he, what was it? 2007 where they said they would give away free furniture. Like if they met in the world series or the ALCS, like Red Sox Yankees and like it actually happened, but I didn't realize that like Bill Gates was somehow tied to that and had to pay the owner of Jordan's like, I think it's Warren Buffett. Well, Warren oh, it was Buffett. Buffett. Was... Yeah, it was Buffett. That's my bad. He had to pay him like $300 million, I think. For a lot of the... furniture going out of Jordan's. A lot of furniture. Good stuff. It used it... to be an event when I would get a Jordan's furniture as a kid. They have, they would have like that uh, MOM ride, like the mom ride. You guys ever do that? I've never been Sounds to Jordan's. Sus. It was like, no, it was like a movie theater in the basement of Jordan's furniture, but it wasn't just a normal movie. <laughs> The seats would like, it was like, <laughs> you're digging yourself you a hole in Jeez. No, dude, trust me. <laughs> People are going to know what I'm talking about. It was like a 4D movie where 4D means that you would feel the sensations that like the characters in the movie would feel. So, one of the ones that I remember specifically around Christmas time was there was a Polar Express one, and it would be the train scene from the Polar Express. And they would like blast cold air on you and your seat would vibrate and all this stuff. I can't believe you guys have never gotten to this because Jordan's Furniture, it was honestly great. Well, Jordan's Furniture is basically like an amusement park with a furniture store in it. I know. They have like the, they have that huge IMAX theater, but I didn't know they had a 4D one. The one in Connecticut, they have like the biggest indoor ropes course. Like yeah. kid, kids go to the furniture store for their birthday party. Like it's, it's wild. It's honestly a wild. It's like, a wild concept. Taxi? great it's a great business tactic it's awesome they would also hand out like fresh baked chocolate chip cookies when you would walk in listen jordan's furniture jordan's jordan's does not want the kids of boston to go hungry or his village too at jordan's furniture in the uh christmas season they they, uh, really wow even even during times of covid steve well no probably not this year damn it's been a while 
But kids in Boston are suffering. You would just have to stay on the ice rink that they had inside of Jordan's furniture. There was an ice rink. And he would just go around picking kids up that couldn't skate on their own. Wow. Speaking of giving. um, Shout out Jordan's furniture. furniture. Speaking of giving. uh, Last week, one thing I forget about every year until it comes up happened again. And uh, we can we can go back and forth on this, see what our opinions are. Um, the gift of socks on Twitter, where uh, one day, the end of December, the Red Sox were like, hey, if you tweet at us, we'll tweet back and we'll get you something. Uh, and I think they, they must receive probably at least 10,000 replies every year. And I have never seen them give out more than like three things. And I think it's a great idea. It's just poorly executed. And this year it was really poorly executed because the things they were giving out were like, like a picture with like a Red Sox player cropped onto your head. Like I, it's always just something I like get my hopes up. Like they, they hype it up so much. They're like, just tweet at us and we'll send you like a David Ortiz playoff Jersey. And I'm not a huge Twitter guy. I haven't had Twitter ever. Like the most I've ever used Twitter was with the new gone bridge Twitter account at gotten bridge. Follow us on Twitter. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not really familiar with this, but it seems like if you're getting 10,000 replies and you're giving away three subpar gifts, that's not good. Maybe that's your way to uh, get the kids of Boston off the street. It might be. Make them, inter- make them uh, holiday interns. They can just respond to these people on Twitter. They, they posted a picture last year of the interns, like, on this day. It literally looked like Santa's workshop or, like, an NFL war room. Like, this place, they were, like – there were like probably 20 interns like set up in a circle with their laptops. And I saw maybe like, like single digit tweets the whole day of them being like, Hey, like you won something. Like, I don't know. I just always get my hopes up for it. I think it's a good idea. Um, but it's just, it's poorly executed in my opinion. The better business tactic. I think the Red Sox, hopefully at Red Sox, you're listening because this is going to be a great business tactic for you. I'm telling you right now, scrap the original gift of socks idea, rebrand it, still call it gift of socks, give away as many pairs of socks, red socks to the homeless people of Boston as you can. It's winter. People need socks. You would look great for charity, gift of giving or season of giving. I think that's a great tactic. It's actually a great idea. I love it. I love it, Steve. Yeah, write it down. I'm telling you, at Red Sox. At Red Sox. Whoever is uh, ties to at Red Sox. Tweet at him. She was in. Yeah, come on. We could have like like city battles like between the White Sox and the Red Sox. We could see how many who gives like away more socks. Yeah, let's. Who gives away more socks? I think I'm that would be you, awesome. Nothing worse than especially if you're you know almost in the streets of Boston. It's wet. It's snowy. Yeah, a fresh pair of socks can be a whole life changer. No, that's a, that's no, that's a great idea. I love that idea. Um, yeah, there's um, there's not much Red Sox teams to talk about right now. Um. The one guy – We signed a guy in the bullpen. Yeah, we signed one guy in the bullpen, Matt Andressi. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name. This guy sucks. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with him. His stats do not look hey, great. Give me a – he has never had an ERA below – his career ERA is 4-5. Yeah, I was going to say like 4-5-7. This Guys, guy is not good. Do you think he can throw a baseball? I think that he can throw a baseball, and I think that – Whoever is at the plate is going to hit the baseball. 
I think when Christmas time 2021 comes around, we're going to be considering this guy very generous. He's going to be on the list. He's going to be, He's on, going the to be on the list. Yeah, let's make this uh, annual closing out of the year segment. The the generous players of the Red Sox. I love, I love that idea. The naughty nice list. Matt and Dries. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, so he's um, – He's coming into his seventh MLB season. He's got a career ERA of uh, 4.57. However, he's a Heim guy. He was with Tampa from uh, 2015 to 2018, pitched for the Diamondbacks in 18 and 19, and then the Angels was in 2020. He's never even had a season below a, uh, a 4.1 ERA. However, he can pitch out of the bullpen. He can start. I don't really want him to see him doing either of those things, but he can do it, I guess. So uh, we'll see bodies at this point. Exactly. Listen, like I, I don't like to the people who's listening. I don't really know what to tell you about this guy. Like he can pitch. He has played in MLB before, which is more than you can say about some of the guys the Red Sox brought in last year. But I, I got no analysis on this. I mean, he's just like filler content. If the Red Sox were allowed to put a cardboard cutout of Pedro Martinez on the mound and like up putting a pitching machine right behind him, I would rather do that than throw out some of these guys that we've been seeing. I'm telling you, I'd probably be more afraid to step up to the plate with that <clears throat> versus Marcus Walden or Matt Hall or Zach Godley or Marcus Jeff Walden, Springs. Matt Hall, on the other hand. Matt Hall. Jeff Springs. Stinks. Olin Springs. Jeff Springs. Oh, man. I got one. Uh, I got one question for you guys. I got a little stat here. I'm gonna play a little uh, Red Sox trivia game show here. So, I'm gonna name a couple players. You guys have to guess in the year of 2020 who hit the most or who had the most uh, home runs. Actually, sorry, who had the least home runs? So our three or like player position players. Uh, position players. So okay. I'll, I'm gonna name. I'm going to name, let's see. I'm going to name five guys. You have to guess who hit the least home runs. Our contestants are Kevin Plowecki, Yairo Yairo Munez, Jonathan Aroz, Christian Arroyo, and Andrew Benintendi. Uh, It's Benny. Andrew pains me to say it, but it's Benny. Andrew Benintendi would be the correct answer. Everybody else had... Uh, one or three home runs. Andrew Benintendi had zero. So I think his slash line was like 100 average, like 120 on base. His OPS was probably like it was 442. 206. It was so low. Yeah, he, he, he had four hits and 39 plate appearances, and I'm pretty sure at least one, if not two, of them were infield singles. Do you guys have any hope left that Benintendi is going to be like? A consistent all-star well i was just about to ask like do we have the stats on benny with long hair versus short hair because yeah, like, i'd love to see that that's what right. i was gonna say i just saw a picture of him uh his flow is looking crazy right now to the girls of boston he's a single man as well watch out benny uh, oh yeah up. we uh, i yeah, honestly broke up he's with his not. girlfriend or vice versa i'm not sure how it happened yeah he, has a, he definitely that... has a sister i'm pretty sure he's a girlfriend no no he broke up with yeah, his girlfriend last up. year I was really? going to say, I thought when they broke up, he was yeah. going to be like, be good again. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Was not the case. Yeah. Was not yeah. the case at all. Huh. Listen, I, I guess think... I'm uh, 
I'd love to see the slash line with his hair because if if the flow works, then just keep growing it. But if not, Dude, shave his head. Last season, I'm telling you. If anyone's listening, can we get uh, some split numbers on hair versus or short hair versus long hair, and then girlfriend versus non-girlfriend? I think those are the the Benny numbers we need to be looking at. Do you guys have any hope for him? I do. Like I any- I do. A consistent All Star? No, I'm not going to get my hopes up. However. Still uh, top of the lineup, consistent everyday outfielder, I would say yes. I think he can still do that. This guy was the number one prospect in baseball for a hot second there. He was. Yeah, I'm not too I'm not too worried about this kid. He's gonna figure out his hair. He's either gonna grow it out or he's gonna cut it. He's gonna find some smoke show of a girlfriend and he's gonna hit like three three hundred again. Well, here's the deal is that like he had a really bad season last year, but let's not pretend that it wasn't like like a regular season. Like well, what about 2019? Listen, he was he was still slow then, but last year, I mean, 39 at bats is not a, a feasible sample size. But you're right, 2019 was not uh, anything special as well. He hit 266 in uh, 138 games with 13 home runs. Um, listen, I don't I don't know if the power is ever going to develop, but I think the contact can still come back. I just don't think leadoff is the, the spot I don't for think him. The power was ever a question. I don't think anybody was expecting him to come in here and hit 25 plus home runs a year. You know, if Benetton, can get back to a place where he is hitting two eighties with 10 to 15 home runs and maybe 15 stolen bases with a slightly above average defense in the outfield, you know, he's not going to be an all-star, but I would take that for what it is. I think he's going to be back to it soon. I think I he'll be think fine. 10 to 15 home runs is not that many for him. Yeah. I, and then he's, I think he can clear 15 pretty, pretty handily. He needs to get the double numbers up too, because Fenway has like the highest double factor of all stadiums in the entire MLB. That's why Bogarts and Devers both had like the most doubles in the past like three seasons. I will say so that. He's got to he's got to prove himself because there are a lot of doubters out there. I don't think there are many people who are very confident in him right now to do what he did in twenty seventeen and eighteen, I guess. Um, but he's a free agent. He's got two more years of the team, and then he's a free agent. Um, so listen, How many years left in arbitration. You know, uh, twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. Or no, sorry, he's arbitration eligible okay. for twenty twenty two. He signed. Uh, a two-year, $10 million contract for 2021. So who knows? The Red Sox might not even, um, like, if he has another really bad year, they might not even, like, contest him next year. We could see that. But he's got to prove himself. He's not, he's not like a, he's not like a top prospect anymore. Like, if he wants to prove himself on the team, he's got to show it now. But, you know, they don't show on the, uh, the injury report. Broken heart. This man's going to be all right. He's just got to, he's just got to heal. Hey, he breaks. We're here for you, Benny. You need anybody. He's. I think. I think he'll get it together. I think he'll be all right. Um. All right. Hope. I got hope. So I think we're gonna close out the ninth here. Um. What do you guys? What do you guys got here? I, I don't. I don't have too much. It's just such a quiet week. Worth mentioning that Josh Bell is now a part of the Washington Nationals. That is a move for sure. It's- Definitely a, a transaction. A good move by the Nats. They need like any amount of offense in their lineup. Yeah, so. I don't think it's a bad move. We can debate back and forth whether we think Josh Bell is overrated or underrated. Um, 
But I think uh, I think it's fine. The Nationals are just have a gaping hole in that lineup. No real power, and Adam Eaton's gone now too. So I think it's fine. It's a good move. Pirates aren't uh, doing anything, so why not? Nationals yeah, need to sign like DJ or something. Do they have any money? Probably not. Uh, I mean, they got a lot of money tied up in that pitching staff. That's the thing. I mean, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin. That's not a cheap top three. I think they're probably top of my list if anybody's going to trade for Arenado or Bryant. Nationals got to be on top. I could see Chris Bryant. I could definitely see Chris Bryant going to Washington. That would be a that'd be a good fit. That's my uh, vote. All right, Clawson. Sorry to uh, skip over this. First, we got to do our uh, our quick notes with Clawson segment. How many do we want here? I got I got a couple. We want yeah, one. Uh, your best two. Yeah, my let's best do two. two, two. All right. Um, <clears throat> we need to bring back blimps, blimp ads. Yes. Like, do you guys remember the Goodyear blimp? Of course. I do remember the Goodyear blimp. Yes. They, they used to put like big screens on those, and they could like advertise on those. I'm telling you, if one of those things flew over Fenway. I'm 100% looking at that. If they put an ad on the big screen, there's like a 10% chance I actually look at it. That's a great take. Bring back blimps. I'm with it. Did you Neither guys – did you um, know that there's other, like less than 50 blimps in the world? It's like astral astronomical low numbers, like shockingly low numbers. It's a depressing stat. I'm <laughs> I mean, they're, probably just, they're probably wildly dangerous, but they get the job done. They definitely are super dangerous. Horrible for the environment too. <laughs> you know what? It's all right. It's all right. It all evens out. Uh, and my Bring next one is my proposition for Rob Manfred. We need to get like an MLB red zone with like a mix of Netflix going on here. Like the fact that we can't watch out of market games is terrible. But like, if you like, how many of you guys have red zone? How many of you guys know people that have red zone? Red zone is probably the best invention awesome. of the past like 40 years. It is the quickest seven hours of your life. I'll say that. Right? So you put that for baseball. You stick it on, you know, you can, I don't know, you can charge it a premium, can watch all these games. Viewership's going to skyrocket. They need that. And then they need like a Netflix service for like the vault. Cause I've been watching a lot of old baseball games. YouTube's not very reliable. They're like the only thing that has them. So, um, well, I have a question gonna... for you on this one. So the way that red zone determines what games to pick up to is who's in the red zone. So who, how would you determine that for baseball? Well, so you could do it like um, scoring position. Okay. Scoring position. Yeah. Who's on second? That's what it would be called. You got, too. You got runners on second. Flip to the game. Yeah. Get another game. Baseball is long enough where you can flip in between. That's a good Football's, name. Scoring, scoring position. position. Trademark it right It'll now. It'll be scoring position. Trademark it right now. <laughs> I will say this. Um, you know, my if I lived like two towns over from where I live, I would get the Red Sox, but I'm like technically in Yankees territory. So every year for Christmas, I get like the Red Sox TV deal because I got to pay for it or else I can only watch the nationally televised games, um, which is nice. But it's uh, it, I, don't, I don't know. There needs to be an easier way to do this. They can't be scoring off. position, scoring position. You heard it. I'm going to go ahead and go on Twitter and just claim the handle at scoring position because I know this is about to blow up. <laughs> Rob Manfred, yeah. I know you're listening. When you guys, when our, when everybody listens to this episode, uh, you're already going to find the Twitter account because we're making it before we even release this because it's <laughs> that good of an idea. Um, I love it. Uh, my close, not the ninth thought. Um, I'm going back to the Woo Sox. I was looking through the Woo Sox Twitter account the other day, and uh, I found this 
just gem, gem of a video. And it was um, like an edit of a couple guys. It was like Tristan Casas, Nick Decker. Um, apparently in, in Worcester and right field, they're going to have this thing called like the Woo Sox wall or something. It's like a mini green monster almost. And they had this edited video um, where guys, they would take clips from guys in Pawtucket, like hitting bombs and then just take like um, like a stock image of the, the park under construction and take like a clip art baseball and like show it going over the wall that was like half built. And I was like, I love this. I love this energy from the Woo Sox. And they're like, Casas, back, back, back. And it's like this huge like baseball, which is probably like 10 times the normal size, just like barely rising in the air. I'm like, this is so awesome. I'm so amped for the Woo Sox. So I just want to say that the Woo Sox are a must follow on Twitter. And I'm very excited to uh, watch some games this year and just keep talking about them. Umbridge and the Woo Sox are on the same wavelength. <laughs> Absolutely. Arnie, did you say the wall is in left or right field? It's in right. That was the other what? thing. What? Like, yeah, it's not left. It's like, it's not even like down the line. It's like right center. It's like weird. It looks like that wall at um, SunTrust Park and right field in Atlanta where it's like. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I got you. Like in, uh, in Anaheim. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that. I think it's going to be brick, but just the editing of the video, I was like, let's go. I need Woo Sox baseball. There's got to be a way to watch Woo Sox baseball online. Got to be. I need it. Uh, All right. We got anything else? No. I hope everybody who has celebrated Christmas had a great Christmas. Got a lot of good Red Sox gear. Yeah. Merry Christmas. We love that. Yeah. Shout out Matt Hall's kids. They got to be wicked excited today. you're horrible uh thank you everybody for listening listen if you got some sweet red Sox gifts tweet at us we'd love to see them love interacting with you guys on uh, twitter and instagram um listen we're going in this is our last episode of 2020 uh the majority of 2020 for the red Sox was tough however gone bridge um had a had a good really solid start in 2020 and we're looking forward to uh moving forward to you guys in 2021 I uh, apologize that this episode is kind of dry on Red Sox content, but we can't control that, unfortunately. I still want to get the weekly episodes out for you guys. Um, so if you enjoy what you're listening to, go download our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. Also, leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. That uh, helps us out greatly. And follow us on Twitter at GonBridge and Instagram at Gone Bridge. We'll see you guys in 2021 for episode nine. See ya.